Welcome to Clappercast episode 109, maybe, who knows. Um, it's Carson Tamar, your host, your favorite host, alongside um, Paul. Alina. You're here. Alina's not here. I- She's currently battling the elements <laughs> in a man versus wild style event, I assume. Um, yeah, when she was explaining this, so like her power is out and it's been out for four days. And the first day it happened, I was like, that's weird. And then the second day I was like, oh, this is uh, and it just keeps going. And it's still not on. I was really expecting like it was going to be on, but she was busy and like just couldn't show. No, it's still not on. Um, So we'll find out next week if she's even here. I'm assuming not. And that Canada's just now without power. As, to be like, clear, it's country. not a normal like blackout of her building. Like it's her community. They're like taking shelter together. She's like <laughs> feeding children with Nintendo Switch games. It's very odd. Like I've never in a blackout been like, let's all go down to Starbucks and meet up and just huddle for warmth. But there they are. <laughs> it's Canada. Huddle for warmth in May. <laughs> but yes, it feels Canada. all very Canadian. The Canadians. Uh, Canada's always cold. I think. I don't think it ever warm yeah i don't know i've never been uh nothing else particularly has been interesting in life um it's been very much like settling into the apartment which is weird um because like sometimes you'll just be sitting there and you're like oh yeah i'm just completely alone in here and that's great but then also you're like oh someone else will vacuum and then you're like no no one will vacuum paul that's you or dust that's it. That's your options. Um, so anyway, it's very dusty in here. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That's like the worst part of moving out. Then you have yeah, to do all the dishes. It's just not good. It's not good. Well, especially because I don't have a dishwasher and like I'm getting better at it. But there is a point where you're like doing the dishes and you're like, OK, well, now I'll go cook. And you're like, I know what but living alone, now. you can also just be like, I'm not going to do the dishes today. But then it gets like a week <laughs> and then you're like, well, you really have to. Eventually. Oh, no. See, I have because of uh, not sponsored HelloFresh. Um, I have to do my dishes like every day. Otherwise, I like don't have dishes to cook food and I just don't have food. Um, but the other night I was having a couple drinks with one of my friends and she was talking about how she preferred Tuesdays to Thursdays for her delivery. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. And I didn't think about it. But now I have like seven meals in the fridge that I have to like go through very quickly. Um, so that'll be a fun experience for me. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's been fun. The dogs are doing better. Um, but yeah, we had a we had a mixed week of movies though. Oh God, it was endless. I swear. I don't know. Like we've done a lot of movies before, but for some reason this week really felt endless. Um, we have a lot of films to talk about, and let's start with the worst one, Men. Alex Garland, (laughs) named after the species of creature, which genuinely are quite terrible in a general sense. Um, I was not, I'll start, I guess. I wasn't really anticipating this, even though I like Ex Machina. I don't love Annihilation. Oh my god. Annihilation. Annihilation, thank you. 
speech therapy <laughs> comes out some days. Um, I was not anticipating that. And this is about this woman whose husband killed her, killed himself in front of her, like an icon boss move. Um, and then she is like traumatized. So she goes to this lovely Airbnb and starts being stalked by like naked men. And it's not good. I will admit I was incredibly, 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 incredibly high during this screening. Um, so I didn't really know what was going on. Oh, God. But eventually, yeah, no, I know. And it got to a point where I was like, number one, it felt endless. She walks around these woods for, I feel, about three hours. I know the movie's not three hours, but it feels like that. And then you get like this really trippy sequence towards the end, which I like. I, you know, it was a lot of birth, a lot of eyes into vaginas, a lot of vaginas overall. Um, but then I just got to a point where I was like, is there anything in this movie I like? Because I think the message is abysmal. I think it's bad. This is what everyone says last night Soho was, which to be clear, Soho is not. It's a five out of five classic. But everyone like who criticized Soho, this just is that on a message level. And then it's just like boring and bad. There's nothing really here. And I really just was like, I hate this. There's not a single thing I like. Yeah. Um. So I'm a little more mixed than you, but like still leaning on the side of I didn't like it. Um, you know, I am a fan of Lamb and that kind of like slower kind of eerie filmmaking. Um, there's a sequence early in the film where um, the naked man who we can talk about like what he was supposed to be in a second, but like um, where the naked man's like, you know, chilling outside her apartment. Uh, house and you see him but she doesn't and I really liked that for a couple minutes and then it just keeps going then I was bored but for that moment there was like a couple shots and I was like yes this is great this is super scary um but then when it gets into the part you're talking about Carson the body horror aspects I was like <sighs> I mean sure also also the special effects in this movie are horrible they are some of the worst special effects i've seen in years um it's kind of like a like, society looked bad at times yeah i mean like society look was in the 80s this is 2022 um but there's like uh there's a point where a character gets his hand cut and you see like the meat inside and i was looking and i was like wow this was like an eighth grade art project. <laughs> like you're looking like I couldn't even be scared. Um, I will say that there, the scene with the hand cutting, um, I did not watch, did not even try to watch, knew what was happening, had read beforehand what was happening in the movie. Cause everyone said, Paul, you're probably going to walk out. Um, Cause I don't do well with that kind of gruesome stuff. So like when I knew like the second I saw, I was like, mm, Nope, <laughs> we're just going to pass away for a little bit and come back. Um, but the shots that I saw, I kept looking up to be like, okay, I should like at least get what's happening. So gross. Perfect. But doesn't fit the real, the movie. Like I'm trying to imagine someone who's like, yes, I'm loving this. And also is like, oh, I love how slow and boring it is. Um, like, I feel like those are two different types of audiences. Um, uh, there's also the phone jump scares, which was a whole nother. Oh, like, there's so audience. many jump scares. Um, uh, and like well, the thing the is ones where like it looks like unfriended and like it glitches and there's like a smiley face on the phone and it's like oh yeah um so what is happening yeah yeah and that's one of the things um so the movie is kind of doing like i want to say like 
pagan stuff. Like, clearly it's supposed to be one creature. Like, there is the symbolism, and then there's, like, what happened in the movie. Um, And, like, something with pagans and, like, this creature called the Green Man. Like, I knew it when I saw, like, the imagery. I was like, oh, okay, we're going there. It's fine. Um, But... Like, I just, I don't know particularly, like, it doesn't seem to have anything to say (laughs) in terms of that kind of stuff. It's just using, like, familiar creepy imagery to, you know, show something. Um, Am I wrong or was the movie on the side of the men? Wasn't the message, like, what I got... What I got was that it's women's fault because the naked man was like a baby and she attacked it when it was just harmless. It was just existing. And that caused all the turmoil and all the toxic like men that she encounters because it's all the same creature. So if she was just nice to that baby boy, nothing would have happened. So if anything bad well, happens, with no, because he does a woman. Reach- he does pro- he does like reach into her letterbox and like yeah but like it's, it's a baby like it's gonna and reach he's also like a hug he, <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't see it like that um but i did think it was weird like i was talking to uh chris friend of the podcast um after we saw the movie and i was like it's weird because when you're watching the movie i can see the read that the vicar says to her based on the fact that we just watched the scene. And I was like, I can see how people could get that. And I'm like, that's a very, very nuanced thing to try to like get across to like a regular audience and be like, no, like, you know, she was reacting and all this. I was like, I don't know about this dude. Um, And overall, like I do feel like having no female perspective on this. uh, Speaking of which, uh, (laughs) going back to all of those scenes, um, I love Jesse Buckley in most things. This is one of the worst performances I've seen in a while. There's one part where she's breaking up with her um, her husband, and the two of them are screaming at each other. And I was like, this feels like college level. What? I don't know. I don't it know if your theater laughs. is doing it. No, it got laughs. Like so oh, much laughs. of this movie, my audience was laughing at. Um, no, like, so I was in a weird theater where it was like a huge group of friends and there was like definitely one who was the leader. And he walked out of the movie and was like, that was the greatest movie I've ever seen. You could tell all of them hated it. And they were all like, yes, agreed. And I was like, I wonder who like mildly famous person this is that they're all like sycophants for this guy. Um, but yeah, no, our theater was like really into the movie, um, especially during the graphic stuff. Like we had people cheering like it was a Marvel film. I love that. I was like, you're cheering for the births. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I don't I don't know. There's there's aspects of this that I thought were cool, but it's just buried in nonsense. Um oh, but I will say uh Roy Keener, like I thought he was good. Um like I think that all of them kind of felt like different people. I actually had a moment where the bartender first showed up and I was like, Oh, weird that it's not all the same man. And then I was like, Oh, that is, that is Rory. Yeah. Um, there's that was one like of his fun... incarnations that looks like a sim. 
I know that. Uh, it really which looked one? like a sim. I don't I don't remember which one, but I remember there's one who the visual effects do not work for at all. And oh, it the, really the, looked the like child. he was no the I child. It, yeah, it was the child. Probably. It's the child. No, like that's what I was talking about. Someone talking to her and just being like, "Why?" Yeah, she it's the like a, a computer man. Yeah, that's not human because he, he's supposed to be a little kid. Um, so they did like de aging on him or something. Um, and he also like, oh, God, there's so many stupid things in this movie. <laughs> like, um, the child is wearing a sex doll mask, and they don't explain it. And then he like fucks a bird that's wearing the blow up doll mask. I was just like, I. Art. And the thing is, I love, uh, you know, because I kind of work in the industry a little bit. Like, I always love imagining you like pitching this to one of your friends and you're like, OK, so. And then the child Rory, who has the split hand, <laughs> is fucking this bird that has the blow up doll face. And I'm like. No, no. And I love how in the Wikipedia it says plays with the bird. I'm like, he is like deep inside that bird. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh... Oh, also, I will say I didn't understand. Um, I think his name was Jeffrey. He's the man who owns the house. Um, I don't know what his bad man trait was. Like, I don't know where what that Being was supposed a man. to be. Well, and that's what I like. It was like it went from he's like too friendly, which is a fair trait. But then he tries to kill her. And I was like, wait, what is this like <laughs> that? What is that trope of like, you know, that style of man, the overly friendly then murders you is not like uh, something that like the average person deals with, especially not being run over by your own car. <sighs> this movie was tiring. It but really I get why A24 buried it. Because at first I was like, this is very weird that A24 buried this film as much as they did. After seeing it, like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. I, I'm sure uh, A24 is so confused about what hits and what doesn't. Because, like, <laughs> sometimes the, it'll be just this weird. And they'll be like, everyone will be like, yes, it's the best movie of all time. And then there's other times where people are, you know, this got a D plus on cinema score. Um, it made $3 million. It is a legitimate like flop. So you just can't you know. have a film anymore. Like with me Too themes, unless you're being as clear and obvious as possible, like promising a woman. Cause we saw also have a Soho. Everyone hated Soho. And like, I don't know. You just, you just can't touch these themes anymore unless you're being like very certain and careful. And Alex Garland, you know, with no female making this film was not very careful and not yeah, very good no, at and it. Yeah, and I, I also, I don't know, and like, you know, I don't want to like keep bashing him, but like, it's weird that the guy who was abusive and the only like human male in this movie that's not a creature was a black guy. It's just, there's so many weird things he does, his choices, that you're just like, oh, makes me feel a little icky. Um, also, the acting of the sister was terrible. Everyone's acting except for Rory was real bad. Like there's, there's one line good. that the sister says when she's like, and I'm going to grab that axe. And then the axe does not matter. Like <laughs> Chekhov is rolling in his grave for that. Here's an axe. It will not show up again. I mean, I know she's holding it, but she doesn't do anything with it. Um, But yeah, no, I kind of if he ever releases like, here's what I thought the movie was about. 
I'd be I'd read it, but I'm like it would not change my opinion. I think it's a solid like two star for me, which I know is very high for me um, because I am uh, wanton to give out half stars. But uh, there are a couple sequences in the early, I want to say first act um, that I was like, that's cool. I like that. Um, I like when her husband's falling and they look at each other. It's a great shot. Um, I love the um, tunnel sequence. The sure. first time they do it. And then they start using that as a theme, a <laughs> uh, musical theme. And I was like, okay, too much. At this year is the year of too many callbacks. Like, just stop doing it. And we'll talk about that in a second with the next movie. But <laughs> we will. I'll just say, like, if they release the birthing segment on its own as like a Fantasia short, we had a couple of weird ones last year that was kind of like that. Like, I would have gave that four stars. Everything else in this movie sucks. The fourth birthing scene. Sorry for spoilers. The fourth birthing scene. I was like, we're doing this again. The transition um, from the eye to the vagina is like fucking up. There's oh one of the God. most like, wow, we're doing it. We're here. I love that. Um, <laughs> God. So the four are, and it's also a weird choice, right? It's the, I guess it is the four. There's no cop. The cop like doesn't really have a very particular strong narrative in this movie, which is weird because I think he gets like more screen time than uh, some of the other characters. The child. (laughs) They just wanted to have that child explode. (laughs) Uh, God. Okay. Moving on to something better. Moving on to weirdly controversial, though. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't. I uh, int- okay. Well, we'll see because I've not heard anyone like shit on this film. We have Chippendales Rescue Rangers, a film no one was uh, excited for, except I think you and me, Paul, because we w- actually watched the trailer and we were like, "What the fuck is this? It looks amazing." Yeah, Come on Disney Plus. I'll leave it to you to introduce it. So back in 1988, um, there was a movie called Roger Rabbit, and it was a live action cartoon I think it's called Who mixed- Framed. Roger yeah, it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but no one's ever called it Who Framed I don't Roger know, Rabbit. I just want to say it's Roger Rabbit, but go off. Yeah, well, I've seen it like I, I've seen that movie like 30 times. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, it's just a lot of fun. I think that um, it's really irreverent with its characters. And, you know, some of the stuff with legal is just really interesting back then. You know, um, you learn about how Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse were allowed to show up together, but only if they had the exact same amount of screen time and were only together. It's wild. Um, so like that kind of stuff is all really fun to me. And so this uh, got announced and the trailer, the first trailer was like bad, but I could see the promise. I've started noticing that trailers, if they're good, usually mean the movie has been mostly spoiled. And if it's like a mid trailer, I'm like a little more interested. But um, so Chippendale Rescue Rangers is uh, stars Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, and they're playing Chippendale. And it's like about the show from the 90s and they're actors. They were actors. The show gets canceled and then they like split up and aren't friends anymore. And it's definitely set within the world of Roger Rabbit, but it who framed Roger Rabbit, but it like really expands upon it and shows like a world just outside of Toontown. Um, 
And yeah, no, I, I loved this movie. Um, I think I'm probably one of the most positive of my friends. Um, but I also think that might be because of my giant TV and I'm not trying to be funny. Like I was sitting there watching on this huge TV and I'm like seeing references and I'm like, that is so funny because no one's seeing that reference. Like there's a shot of, you know, a blurred out Dobby um, who's, you know, uh, modeling for Gucci or like in the very far back, you see that like uh, Doug Funny and Porkchop are doing uh, legal work now. It's just like stupid, weird stuff. Um, also, my dad worked on Jimmy Neutron. So seeing Jimmy Neutron's hair and knowing that Jimmy Neutron got like <laughs> transformed by the main characters is very funny to me. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's just a really good time. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about the big cameo that everyone like even love or hate the movie is like loved it, uh, really excited about. But what do you think, Carson? I'm happy to hear that because I loved this film to the point where I'm genuinely like it's one of the best films of the year. You know, I know it's like a comedy. So like, I don't know. But I, I think a lot of people also are just like, oh, it's not as good as a lot of these films because it's more of a comedy. But like. I didn't grow up with Roger Rabbit, so I didn't, like, I, I know about Roger Rabbit. I just actually watched it the first time this week for something maybe we'll talk about later in this episode. Um, but I was really kind of blown away by this. I think it's such a funny film with so many references, like you mentioned. I mean, any frame of this film, you can really stop on and look in the background and see at least three to four funny references. Um, it's so just deep and inspired and like the amount, like it truly is similar to, I guess, when people first saw Roger Rabbit and the concept of seeing some of these characters together to have a scene go from Chip and Dale to like Sonic the Hedgehog to Phineas and Ferb's mom and like random shit like that. It's like, this is great. The animation is all wonderful. It's using a ton of different styles, but it looks really good. I thought the voice cast was good. I think as like, a mystery it's not necessarily the most engaging mystery in the world but it's clearly not really trying to be it is an avenue to get these jokes and to get these references in and i think it's hilarious when marvel is doing the multiverse of madness and no way home like i think this film like genuinely overshadows what marvel is doing with the multiverse and with these cameos and with these references so casually on disney plus it is like baller i love this i really love this film yeah, I, I totally agree. And I I, I think like I, I do get why people are like, oh, it just feels like, you know, uh, references the movie. But I think we saw references the movie last year with uh, Space Jam. And that felt like Space Jam, a new legacy. If we're going to do full titles now. Um, so like, uh, you know, I think that we saw that, um, you know, as a what could be. Uh, same with what I felt with Multiverse of Madness. It just felt like, and here's our cameos. Enjoy them. You know, enjoy your slop. These are like, you know, oh, Shrek's in it, but not really. It's a Shrek, you know, uh, shampoo that I think I had as a kid. He's being turned into uh, a porta potty. So, um, yeah, it's it's just fun to see them like being a little more irreverent with these characters and not just like, and here's a cameo and here's, you know, um, you know, I remember in the Space Jam movie, it was like, you know, uh, Bugs Bunny becoming Batman or whatever it was, you know, just very like simple things. 
Um, and I think that it's cool that they're doing more interesting things, but I do know what you're talking about with the mystery and things like that. And I do wish it was a little stronger. Um, the ending I think is the weaker part, but, um, I don't hate it. Um, it felt very kids movie to me and I will be interested to see cause this, you know, uh, we were talking about you didn't grow up with Roger rabbit. Um, and also, I don't think you really grew up with any of the cartoons that are referenced, um, like the main cartoons, including Chip and Dale, um, to where I wonder if like kids will still think this is funny um, and they'll be like close to this movie. I think so, because there are enough references that go even up to today. Um, but I have a question. Did you have one reference that you wanted like as you knew what the movie was happening, were you like, oh, I hope this comes up because I have one and it was so strong and I was so sad. I do not. So you go ahead and take it away because okay. I know you. Well, I guess I wanted Ben 10. Yeah, I lied. I do want Ben. I did want Ben 10. He did not appear. <laughs> but yours is much stronger than that. So go for yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so there's one part where they're about to go into the sewers and I was like, fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are about to show up. And I was so pumped and I was like standing there like. And then no one shows up. <laughs> I was like very shocked. I was like, why did we go to the sewers then? They're the sewers. There's so many like, you know, famous cartoons that have like a sewer character. Um, nothing. Um, it, they just get spit out and it's fine. And I was very confused. It almost felt to me like maybe they had considered it and couldn't get the rights to one because it just feels like there were a couple scenes like that where it felt like um we jumped back um and either reused or didn't have a cameo speaking of which um the big cameo is uh, you know the the big one that everyone's talking about is ugly sonic which is very funny the first and second time and then i think he shows up two more times and i was like what are we doing why why is he here again the last cameo specifically, I guess it's not cameo at that point. He's a supporting character. His fourth appearance in the film, I was like, guys, come on. <laughs> um, but I, I, the idea of using this like horrific creature um, that we all like made fun of and like adding him into the movie is so good and so smart. Um well, the zoom in and on the teeth I, especially is like, a oh, great yeah, joke. love that. Oh, so good when he's talking. Um, it, you know what? It, you know what this movie feels like to me? Um, it's a little Emperor's New Groovy. Yes. Very um, much so. Like where, you know, there's a plot going on, but you don't really care about the plot. And, um, you know, it's mostly just like, here's a bunch of like fun jokes. Like, let's have a good time. Um. And actually, that does lead to my like other critique is I think that the villains are just like a little not strong enough. Um, I think they could have been a little funnier and a little more Yzma y um, because like, yeah, you're right. The stakes are so low and they introduce, I think, the villain. You know who they are by like act two. Super early. And so it's like. Yeah, um, he's also just not that like I, I I like actually a lot of people are pointing out like, oh, but the Peter Pan actor got fired by Disney. So there's all this depth and like, I'm fine with that. But he was not entertaining in a film that's everyone else is entertaining, which I get is the villain. But like, I agree. I think he was well, overall kind of boring. <laughs> it's also it's just 
the Will Arnett syndrome of just like, let's put Will Arnett in something and see if he works. And like half the time he does, you know, you get like the um, Lego Batman and then other times it'll be like Rumble or whatever. You just never know what you're going to get with Will Arnett because um, well, I think you know, it he's has always to... going to sound like Will Arnett because you never yeah. watch a Will <laughs> no. perform- you never watch Will Arnett performance and forget it's Will Arnett. He just has that voice. Yeah. It's not um, but I fully expect it. Apparently, this did gangbusters on Disney Plus, and so I fully expect we'll get a sequel, um, which I'm happy with because i think it's gonna be about darkwing duck too that's like fun cool do some weird stuff um bring in more cameos i don't care do video <laughs> games it doesn't matter because it's just like it's it's gonna be like fun and dumb and i'll enjoy it um, i will say it's tragic the timing of this release because this clearly was supposed to come out i think before the new tv show Dale, but it came out after i assume due to COVID or something so it's kind of sad that they're like we haven't done a reboot forever and they just did a reboot but other than that um that is funny and also uh, side note that show is hilarious chippendale as a rule um are like some of the best like most consistent disney characters um but yeah they did just release a new show on disney plus and it's like all silent for the most part and um weirdly dark at points um disney is really good about allowing um some play with like how dark they can go. Um, there's one episode in that, that series that you were just talking about um, where like they think uh, Dale's a murderer, like a serial killer. That's great. And he's just collecting berries, but it looks like he has a bag full of like dead animals and it's like bleeding everywhere. And I was like, wow, this is dark. Um, loved it. Um, Do you know where they tearing down the Chippendale Treehouse at Disneyland? Completely side <sighs> side point, but I assume they are. Probably. Oh. I think they're not taking out no. as much from Toontown, but um, Mickey's Toontown is that right? I don't remember. I don't. Um, I don't but know. they're just trying to build that big old ride, so that's the main thing they're doing. One thing they better not tear down is the Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride because that is one of the best rides at Disneyland. And it's also a film that ties into Chip and Dale. And it's a murder mystery. So it all goes together. Yeah. Murder mystery May. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Go, Paul. The main thing to know about Roger Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit, is that Jessica Rabbit is very sexy. And like, yes. <laughs> like I mean, the rest of the movie is great, but there is just something weirdly iconic about Jessica rabbit that she just shows up and you're like, yep, she's like, she's the best drawn character. Um, she has the best lines. Um, so it basically who framed Roger rabbit is a very strong murder mystery. Um, that's basically a noir with cartoons. It originally was a very adult book and they, um, adapted it uh zemeckis did into also actually going back to chippendale very funny that they ripped zemeckis a new one in a movie that's basically a spinoff of his movie very funny to me um (laughs) but that's an aside um before he was doing all that shit he made roger rabbit and it's like what i love is it follows a mystery that's like inevitable but also really cool 
and has some really just like dark moments, but also is a great, you know, uh, pastiche of Hollywood with cartoons. Um, so you had not watched this before, right? Never. I've only written the ride. That's my only exposure. That's so weird to me because I always felt like Roger Rabbit was one of those movies. Um, you know, the like the fight clubs or the Titanics that like everyone just like made sure they watched. But the more I like, I don't know what happened. Like, it seems like the generation after me is like, oh, yeah, that movie exists. I've never watched it. And it's like, huh, weird, because Roger Rabbit, like I used to watch that movie all the time as a kid because it's, you know, the it was the dark cartoon to watch. It felt very much like baby's first PG-13 um because it still sticks with like you know um this kind of childlike quality to it but there's like a lot of death there's some great body horror and um yeah and and then it has the squeaky shoe which is uh, (laughs) one of the most traumatic moments in uh in uh movies just in general i remember the kid just like having to turn off the movie and just screaming it was worse for me than Mufasa. I was like, that was the one with squeaky shoe. And so when Alina was watching it, I was like, mm, I'm ready to hear about it. And she immediately wrote about it. <laughs> um, but what do you think? So you hadn't watched it. So, you weren't familiar with it outside of the ride. Well, I had it all spoiled for me, to be clear. I knew like ex- I've seen this stuff about Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny. Like, I know what this film is. And I hate to say it. Sacrilegious. I'm sorry, Paul. I didn't love it. I thought it was kind of boring. Like I get, I think it's fun. I think the concept is cool. I think the animation stellar. I mean, absolutely incredible. Um, but a lot of the jokes just like, I think because I didn't grow up with it and I specifically didn't grow up with like a lot of the characters on screen, it's something like I can appreciate, but I have no skin in the game. So it's kind of hard to be like, Oh, I care about all this. Cause I, I just genuinely don't. I think the murder is uh, the mystery is fine. I don't think it's anything that amazing. I don't know. I really wanted to love this film and I thought I was going to love it. And then I was just like, Oh, it's good. But I also just don't feel like it's for me. I feel like if you grew up with this stuff, it would be incredible. I didn't. So rip. Yeah. I also think it's, um, you know, in the same way that uh, Chippendale is about my generation, but also the generation before you. So you like early knew those references, um, you know, just from youth, like these kind of references are to the older time. So like, you know, the Gen X people behind me um, and then baby boomers behind them where it's like, I like know kind of what they're doing. Also like, I do feel like noir right now is kind of old hat. So that might be part of it too. Um, I feel like we like way overdid it for a little while and now it's just like, ugh. but um, at the time it was, you know, it was cool to see like, you know, we had all these nineties noir movies and then uh, there was one in there like, what if cartoons? Um, But I've always wanted to read the book is one of the things that like, yeah, I, I know it's supposed to be like really dark. I also think Roger Rabbit dies. If I remember correctly. <laughs> How do you not like Roger Rabbit? He's fine. I don't know. I, was, I, don't, I don't know. I will say I also watched this directly after Chip and Dale. So I definitely See, like okay, that's, that would have hurt. Yeah. Um, also, like, I mean, it definitely changes it because it's like when they reference hanging out with Roger Rabbit was very funny to me. Um, doing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. Love that moment. 
Um, Cause I was like, when I was watching, I was like, I wonder if Roger Rabbit's going to appear. And they're like, yes. And we're going to show him in the first five minutes. So, you know, it's part of it. And then they reference Jessica again. It's great. Um, and it's just enough to where you're like, okay, same universe, but like, don't have to like, you know, that they don't go to Toontown that, you know, they don't go to a memorial of, you know, um, I forgot his name, Eddie Val, uh, Valent, you know, like any of that kind of stuff. Um, I do think Jessica was missing a bit from Chippendales because she's such like I think out of everything with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, she's like the iconic piece of the puzzle that has become like a icon kind of in pop culture, and she's hot as fuck. So like, where was she in (laughs) Chippendales? I just think it was like they couldn't make her as hot as she would have to be. I the only thing I wonder is like if Kathleen Turner wasn't down, and they were like, okay, well we can't have a new voice for, you know, you can probably fake Roger, although I think they probably got the same actor. Um, but you cannot fake Kathleen Turner's voice. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's all fun. Oh, you know what? The one thing is though, and this is going back to uh Chippendale, but it kind of fits with this. Cause we were just talking about older movies and stuff. Um, I was about to say, well, I think also Jessica rabbit in universe has aged because they talk about everyone getting older. <laughs> Why does Peter Pan get older? But the lost boy is still a child when he sees him. I was like, wait, that makes no sense. It was like one of those things where I was like, why would you set up a rule if you're going to like break it? You don't need a lost boy in this movie. (laughs) That's my one complaint. Um, But uh, yeah, I would say watch Roger Rabbit, but watch it before Chippendale um, and then give yourself a little break, like a week or two and then watch Chippendale. I'd agree with that statement. Well, let's move on to our other Murder Mystery May films this week. You got to pick all these. So we're kind of doing, we're well, the concept this week is comedies um, for murder mysteries. I didn't Another pick one you picked. Day. Oh, I, well, you said it was good, though. Um, it is, so you supported fun. it. Um, Detention, 2011. Paul, this reminded me. I don't watch that many films and think that's a Paul Price film. In fact, normally I think like, oh, you're pretty much an enigma when it comes to what you like and what you dislike. No, this was a Paul Price film in every way possible. It reminds me a lot of Me You Madness, actually, from mm, a couple years ago, I think, where it's not particularly good, but every single like scene is iconic and it just keeps ramping up and it's hysterical. I really like detention. I like obviously I feel like yes, I would like this. Um, but this was very you. So I guess I'll let you speak on it more. Um yeah, no, it was so detention's weird because um it showed at my college way before it opened. And I did not go see it. Um <laughs> but I guess Joseph Kahn like was friendly with some of the students and he like just gave um <laughs> like hd quality uh like versions of the movie out so we all had copies of detention um and so it like slowly like dissipated out through the school so all of us just had this movie and we we're like have you watched it yet oh you should go watch it so <laughs> we all watched it at different times and it was so weird because it'd be like this thing that kind of like lasted for a while and then it came out and like did nothing. Um, but Joseph Kahn is um, most known for doing the like main era 
um, Taylor Swift music videos. So um, like Bad Blood, like. um, Why can I not think of the one where she's crazy? The don't look at me. (laughs) How do you not know Taylor Swift songs? That really surprises me. Yeah, I know her songs. I don't know her music videos. (laughs) No, but the song, the one where she's crazy. Starbucks lovers. What you made me do? Oh no, no. Uh, which he did that one too. Oh, Blank Space. He did Bad Blood. He did like Blank Space. He did uh, Look What You Made Me Do. Um, you know, it's those kind of like iconic when you think of Taylor Swift in her like you know it girl era. Um, it was those songs and those kind of music videos. Um, so that's what he was doing as well as making this just like batshit insane um uh, everything in the kitchen sink kind of like um horror comedy like uh mystery ish like the mystery is real bad but like it also doesn't matter um but what i love about this movie is you're watching it and you're like okay i kind of know where this is going and then it's like, no, no, <laughs> um, to the point that I have seen this movie probably like four or five times. And there are certain scenes that every time I'm like, oh, right, he's part fly. <laughs> or like, oh, right, uh, she's the one that's sucking off the bear. Like, there's just certain things that you're just like, oh, yeah, that's because it's just there's too much for your brain to remember. Um, which I think makes this movie each time you watch it a little more fun because you know the scenes that you love and then you're surprised by new stuff. Um, but yeah, it's also weird because it's like Josh Hutcherson and this was like at his height. Peter Malarkey and then himself. He, yeah, and then he <laughs> just disappears like from the face of the planet after this. Like, I think this was right around the end of the hunger games movies. And it's just like, it was right um, the start of it. I think the start of it. Yeah. The first one was 2012. This is 2011. Oh my God. Wait, he lasted until 2015. He lasted until 2015. <laughs> then he died. Other than that one day when he went to a Bernie Sanders rally and like quoted hunger games about him. Other oh than that, he's God. done nothing. Wait, that's so funny. Cause I, I always think of this as like his last hurrah, but this is literally like the start of his, uh, this is the, career. <laughs> um, I'm surprised he got Hunger Games after this movie. That's wild. I'm sure it was I like assume the contract was signed. Before. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, what is this? Because no one else ever did anything in this movie. Um, except um, there's a uh, character in it who looked like one of my ex-girlfriends. And I consistently look her up, just be like, what's it going on with her life? Like she's my ex-girlfriend. It is not. But she uh, went on to do Kmart in um, the Resident Evil movies, which I will never watch. But she's like one of the main characters in the Resident Evil movies. So I was proud of her for that. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea that someone would look at Josh. Not to go back to our boy, Josh. But oh, no worries. I love the idea that in 2010, people would be like, oh, he's an up and coming actor with the kids that are all right or whatever that shit film was. No offense, everyone who loves oh, yeah. it. And then this would be the follow up. And then it would oh, be Hunger Games and then nothing. <laughs> What a, yeah, what well, a career. It, well, and what's funny about the, you know, this movie detention is like, I don't know what 
the thought was for it. Like, <laughs> so I guess I should explain the plot a little bit. Um, it's about a bunch of teenage outcasts who are being murdered by a like um, a movie villain uh, called Cinderella who is basically like a prom queen with like mummy wrapping and blood everywhere. And that's like where the movie starts. And then it, that doesn't really follow through. There's like two other murders, but like it mainly is just like a way to do it. Um, Alina said that she read a bunch of letterbox reviews that said like, this is what happens when you write a script in one evening with Coke. And it's like, yeah, no, that's kind of how this feels. It's like, oh, yeah, we should just do this. And then this. And then there's aliens and um, time travel. A lot. Yeah, time travel. Uh, so much time travel. Um, yeah, it's just it's so weird. Um, but I think I recommend it. I've like recommended it oh, to easily. a certain type of person. Um, but it <laughs> it's it's definitely wild. Um, and I also think like. You know, uh, I've heard his other movie. I think it's Bodied. It's supposed to be like good. I've never watched it um, because I've heard it's like good. And I'm like, I want to just think of this as like this weird, quirky thing this man did and then never made anything else instead of like a regular normal movie. Um, Because I've seen a lot of people go, I watched this after Bodied. It is not the same. (laughs) Yeah, this might be a very like certain type of person i do like that he did a short film for power rangers and then he also directed mariah carey's christmas special last year <laughs> great Wait, career that's wild. what a triple what a uh, triple feature that'd be detention bodied in mariah carey's christmas the magic continues oh interesting uh looking at his career a little bit um he was supposed to do um the justice league dark movie that would be amazing. <laughs> um, is like all the like evil kind of dark characters in the uh, the DC universe, um, like Swamp Thing, John Constantine, those kind of things. Um, so that would have been really fun. But uh, you know how things go. Instead, I they love those. did what they I'm did. Sad. No one has seen this. Like I'm sad. No yeah, one no, talks about detention. It is no like it should, seen- it should be up there. But there's also this it- like very specific genre film like this that just normally dies but it should be seen as like iconic material exactly okay and then our other film this week for murder mystery may our last one is happy death day 2017's um horror film that's kind of become iconic even like i think a lot of people love this this was my first time seeing it i've not seen happy death day to you and i think you're a little bit more positive paul but I was a little bit disappointed by this. I think specifically because I've just had it spoiled for me. I know everything that happens in this film. I know the gimmick, Um, but basically it's about this girl who is in college who wakes up and gets murdered, but then she wakes up at the beginning of the day again. And it's like groundhog day, but it's horror and she's getting killed and she has to figure out who killed her. Um, I think the ideas are fun. I don't know. I didn't really ever love a lot of the characters in this. I think it's not nearly as like campy as it probably should be. And I think the reveal itself at the end, like, I think it's fine. I think I like, I didn't see it coming, but I also don't really know how you would see it coming. Um, I don't know. I was a little bit more lukewarm on this than I thought, but I think if I saw this when it first came out in 2017, I would have liked it a lot more. Paul, what, I think you're a little bit more positive on it. No, I'm oh. fine with it. Um, I'm just fine. I, like, I'm fine with the movie. It's really just, 
I love the the lead actress and I love the character. Um, and what's funny is like the most iconic line that came from this movie did not come from this movie, which was very funny for me to like rewatch and be like, oh, yeah, that's in the sequel. Um, the sequel is really not great, and I think it hurts this one retroactively. Um, because it's not a horror film anymore. It's a side. You know what? Actually, Detention and Happy Death Day are very similar. Um, in that, like, if you watch both Happy Death Day movies, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you, um, it, like, it starts to become Detention just over a longer time. Um, because the first one is, like, you know, more, like, murder mystery with a little time travel and then it becomes more sci-fi um but yeah i just feel like this movie there's a some cool kills i enjoy that i don't find loops to be particularly interesting um one of my best friends um has a rule with movies and it's no loops ever she will not allow a loop movie um and the funniest part is when a movie reveals itself to be a loop movie and she's like but like um and I think it's just because, you know, you're watching through and it's like the fourth time you have to hear her like, hey, I brought you a cupcake. You're just like, OK, <laughs> you're as annoyed as tree is. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's fine. Um, I definitely think like the humor could be knocked up a bit or it'd be a little darker. I think it like straddling the two is the big problem. Um but I'll be interested to see uh, there's talk of the um, third one that'll like wrap up the series and I'll watch it and I'll probably watch all three of them in one go um, because they're kind of all connected, but um, yeah, it's, it's fine. What, what letter rating do you give two and a half star? That feels right. I gave it four, but uh, that was, I have not rewatched this one, but um I I just remember like enjoying the the like thought process of it, but mainly just the acting. I think that sure. was good casting And I think it's one of those films that uh, lives or dies by its casting. I would agree with that. I think watching it's very weird to me how this has as big of a following as it does. It's kind of died out in recent years because, you know, it's been a while since the new one uh, got released. But like, I remember there was a there was a time where this was like, film twitter royalty it's very strange to me because it's not that good but whatever that's okay you can like what you want you know i'm not gonna judge you unless you like well most films out there but that's okay listen listen most uh most of film twitter now is wild and like they'll tell like uh, i love how like as a group we have to like one movie like uh, you know whatever the movie is and like the people who are wrong are like negative (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's very funny to me to constantly see it um but yeah i do remember when this was like a popular movie and i'm sure it'll come back or it'll get canceled do you remember like when this was uh something that we liked how did we like this movie and then everyone will be like i never liked it <laughs> and then point out like the one cringy line of dialogue but um yeah no i mean you know what it's this movie's great for it's great for like sitting around with a bunch of friends um, like for a sleepover or like 
you know, just like a, it's very much like a hangout, talk over it, kind of watch it. I don't know. It's I'd rather like, throw on what's that shutter one from this year where they find an alien, the seed. I'd rather just throw on something fun like that. Oh God. Like, the seed. <laughs> why would you ever throw on something that's like boring? Like, why would you not throw on something just fun? I don't know. Why are there so many movies with pregnancies this year? <laughs> just thinking about Great the seed. question. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, America? <laughs> we need those birth rates to go up, so Oh God. Who that's knows? all this is. <laughs> it's um, a ploy. By hook or by crook. <laughs> the deep Republican state did make uh, the seed on Shutter, So go check it oh, out. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I think that's going to do it for our releases this week. Uh, let's get into our recommendations. And I'm going to go first, Paul. You went first last week. I'm going first this week. Um, I've been trying to do my letterbox stats. I've been getting weirdly into the horror list that they just posted. Um, but going to the animated one, I finally watched Comet and Moo Moo Land or Moomin Land. I don't know how the fuck you pronounce that. I know Aline also watched this, but like she did not do it justice. It's really stupid. It's like this children's like show or movie about this cow and there's like or whatever it is a Moomin. I don't know what the fuck that is, but like the comet is coming and it's like, don't look up and they all have to like accept that they're going to die and get into this cave. It's crazy. But the dub on this, the English dub on Vimeo, you can find it if you just type in the name. It is like unironically so funny. Um, it is like fully just great. Um, I, I could not recommend it enough if you're like in a mood to have something like light, but also something that's like fun and you can kind of like laugh at it. Like we were talking about, if you have friends over and you want a movie to talk over, but also when you turn, tune in, it's entertaining. Highly, highly recommend this. It is also just like so much better of a don't look up than don't look up, which is hilarious. What is your recommendation this week, Paul? Um, So I got a screener for a movie called Cordelia. And I don't know if I like a thousand percent recommend it. Um, it's by Adrian Shergold. Um, it's with Johnny Flynn, who I love. Um, and it's about a girl who moves in with her sister after like a traumatic event. Very it's like in all ways except name an A24 movie um, or maybe neon because it's not super violent at the end. Um but it's just like this weird uh like stalker movie but um the moments that like were scary and weird were very scary and weird and then the moments that were like really not great were really not great so it's like i always struggle with these kind of movies because i'm like there's definitely an audience for it i think this has it has a 2.3 on letterbox um like not great but like i think it's if it ends up on Netflix, which I'm assuming is where it's going to go, um, it's fine for one of those. Like, I want to put something on and like, you know, be mildly spooked out. Um, but yeah, that was like the main movie that I watched uh, this week. Um, I've also been watching a lot of <laughs> um, I've been doing BritBox, um, which I um, thought that I could have from my parents account. But since I moved, maybe I talked about this, but uh, since I moved i had to buy my own um and so i was like you know what i'm gonna use it so i've been watching a lot of like these like british murder mystery shows and let me tell you you can put on any of them and they are all the exact same show with different actors and it's so funny because you like put it on and you're like oh there is such a like there's something very like calming about watching something and it's like oh 
intro scene. Someone's going to get murdered in a crazy way. Oh, here are the four people. And I know that we do that in like SVU and stuff, but there's something about it being a charming little English village instead of like, you know, and the thing is also in ours, we try to act like the stuff is actually important. Um, In these, there'll be like long, like jokey scenes. And you're like, this is so stupid. I'm going to watch 70 of these. Um, So the current one I've been watching is Shakespeare and Hathaway. I love how I was like, I'm going to recommend this movie. And then I was like, actually, no. (laughs) But like Shakespeare and Hathaway is very cute. It's very dumb. Um, But, you know, sometimes that's just a a good time. Um, And you like, I think it's one of those where you're just like, I enjoy hanging out with these characters more than I'm enjoying like the murder mysteries. Like sometimes I've fallen asleep and I'll be like, do I care? No, (laughs) I'm just not going to go back and watch the last 15 minutes to find out who the killer was. Um, also it's one of the few shows where sometimes it's not a killer and it's like a theft or something. I never like those episodes. If it's not a murder, I cannot care. Who cares if someone stole something? No one. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> well, I love that for you. Um, I, and you and Alina consistently talk about British television. So I'm always like, well, maybe British television is like it, British television is great because there's something. Yeah about the accents and the locations that just feels charming. (laughs) Um, Like a lot of their stuff is just like, let's be charming and it works. Well, maybe when I finish Julia, I'll check one out because currently I'm watching Julia every day and it's pretty great. Um, Hilarious. (laughs) Love it. Can't, can't recommend it enough. Um, so that's going to do it for this week's episode of Clappercast. Where can we find you online on social media? Uh, at Alina Falds on, no, I'm just kidding. Um, at Pricelike Tag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore movie reviews, Letterboxd, Carson Tamar. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us at clappercast at gmail.com. Subscribe to our Patreon. We just posted our murder mystery commentary track. Paul, you missed it. We had a great time watching Adam Sandler run around in Europe. Don't remember where it was, but it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> in <laughs> Europe. It was in Europe. I don't know. We were talking about. I know. It's it just funny. funny. Uh, and I think that's all we have to plug. So, oh, and you can find us on Letterboxd now, I guess. Go subscribe, like our reviews. It's fun. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss all things cinema. Goodbye.